All right, everyone, how are you all doing? Welcome along back to the Animal Anomalies podcast with your host, Wildlife with Cookie. Over to my left is absolutely nobody because Jacob's not here today, so that was it's quite sad. I feel like I've lost my mate. He's just... He's not here. Podcast could be a lot better without him, though. Anyway, moving over to the other side, we have Rachel. Uh, you're not Rachel. I'm, I'm glad you said that because I wouldn't <laughs> want people to watch this and think, oh, my God, has Rachel got into some sort of horrific accident? <laughs> what's happened to her? I know. Like, yeah. who are you then? What's what's going on here? What? Who? I am your mate, John. John. Uh, that you decided you wanted to do this podcast with you because you said to me, John, there's not enough 30-something-year-old white podcasters and I really want you to come on board and help me you know up that quota that was that was that was, that was what you said wasn't <laughs> that's exactly it? what yeah. I said word so, for yeah, word exactly. all the way out so we've got John here today John's uh you're not exactly new to podcasting or like uh, radio or anything like that although um, I'm, I have done a podcast with you before oh you did yeah but it, it was in your mum's conservatory so this is quite different this what? is this is a much fancier setup we've <laughs> come a is, long way cookie hey, we've we've upgraded since yeah. then haven't we no, this is good, great isn't it? I'm loving this this so, is really good yeah so obviously like this podcast is a uh, uh, it's wildlife based, isn't it? Mm. Uh, and now, how wildlife based are you? Oh, not at all. Not at all. Ah. I actually was surprised you asked me to do this because you know that my wild... We went bird watching recently. We did, yeah. um, And you, just so you could teach me about birds, and I was like, what's that? And you were like, that's a woodpecker, mate. Yeah. So, you know. So the wild, uh, wildlife knowledge then is off the chart. I've yeah? seen I've seen a lot of animals. Yeah. I just don't know a lot about them. <laughs> not, don't know what they are. I've come with notes, though. I've come Good. prepared, so don't worry about People that. People are going to love that. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, John. John's not exactly wildlife trained or got any wildlife knowledge would you say I, I, I've got like some base level knowledge base I, I, level. I love I love wildlife you know because yeah. you know I used to play Pokemon yeah of course yeah pretty much the same thing yeah so I mean today we're obviously gonna chat the chat because Rachel and Jacob can't be here they're both in Cornwall they're not together or doing anything together so they say Oi. Oi. <laughs> um, but are they, are they gonna come back with stories John that's the question I don't know I, I'm guessing Jacob will although he spends a lot of time down there doesn't he so yeah and he doesn't really do a lot like I don't know what the kid actually does down there because when I was down there recently with him obviously I had to drag him out to do all of these things and yeah. he didn't have much knowledge for me I was going down there with the knowledge and I yeah. was like I swear you live here mate like what you take me to the places he's more of a bird guy though isn't he he, he loves his birds he does like a bird yeah he does he's like a bird. bit of of a bird geek bless him although saying that actually he's mad into his dinosaurs like, and I well like, yeah I'm not surprised you didn't see many of those whilst you were down there that is uh, <laughs> that's, a, that's a good point I mean saw some really cool stuff though down in Cornwall like it's a real cool place isn't it I don't, you've been to Cornwall before uh, no I haven't but I'm going have there have you not I've never been to Cornwall well I, that's a lie I think I went on like a family holiday when I was really young but yeah. I don't remember it but I'm actually going there this in next month so I will I'll, I'll go down there and anything you tell me to go see I'll take that on board and then I'll, I'll probably forget. I'll, I'll go tell you to yeah. see some adders and stuff. Would yeah, you want to yeah, do that? Good. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd go like see some adders. Snakes and I'm that. Flipping the corrugated iron. I've seen you do that. Yeah. It's, it's, you know what to do now, <laughs> is not it? To Just do, exactly. flip that over and we've got ourselves a snake. Before we get into it though, this podcast is sponsored by MPB. MPB is the largest global platform to buy, sell and trade used photography and videography equipment. It is a fantastic platform which you can find yourself some DSLR cameras, some drones, some action cameras, whatever you need to go and be creative mpb will have it there just for you get yourself over to mpb but anyway back to the podcast so let's get to know you a little bit Go on. um because i think when are we classing you as a guest are I, we are, am i saying guest or are we just saying like uh a, a, like a one of those like co-hosts that come in every now and then are you offering me a job cookie <laughs> 
I very well could be. Let's see how this goes. <laughs> well, I suppose we'll look at this as like a job interview and we'll see how well I do. Yeah, so people listening or watching can be like, is he any good? Is he not? Oh, I don't know. We'll uh, they've find probably out. all got opinions already. <laughs> like, who is this annoying guy? <laughs> do you know Because obviously, like, with the podcast so far, mm. we did six episodes, but we recorded them in a very short space of time mm. months ago. Yeah. And they came out, like, every other week or whatever. And one of the biggest problems we had was we couldn't, in the podcast talk about the people's comments from the podcast before because you'd recorded the next one before so you couldn't react to the feedback yeah. or anything like yeah. that yeah so we were getting all of this feedback and I was like ah we've got a problem because <laughs> we're going to keep doing the same things over and over again and people are going to be filmed, like right. yeah and it's going to be an absolute nightmare because they think we're not listening to them and it's like well hang on a second no we recorded these months ago and uh Problem. This time we've got it. It is way more professional. I've even got a, a radio DJ voice. Honestly, how good was that? Welcome to Animal Anomalies presented by The Wild Times. Oh, I love that. I don't know Sign why. Sign him up. <laughs> Jacob, mate, there's no space here for you anymore, son. You are out of here, lad. I'm, pr- I'm pretty pleased with that, actually. <laughs> that was really good. So, um, what in the first podcast we did, right? Yeah. Oh, where was I going with it? Oh, it was actually going somewhere with what I was saying. Um, Go on. But it's basically, we, w- people had a big criticism of me um, and the way naturally, I talk, the way you know yeah. it is. But like, I talk quite English and like common English. Brummy? Hey, <laughs> well, I've left for that. Uh, so, but like, people couldn't understand what I was saying. Now, one of the benefits of having you here is people will understand what you're saying, I reckon. Yeah, because I speak properly. Well, you don't have to dig me out, right? But <laughs> I once I once went to um, Australia, and I was like up in an area called Darwin, and I was travelling along to Broome, where I saw lots of crocodiles. By the way, Whoa. so you know, bringing it to wildlife. But there was I, I I got on this like truck thing where there was lots of different Europeans on it, and there was me, and there was a girl from Essex there. And they were saying to me, why can I understand you and I can't understand the girl from Essex? And I was just saying, there's so many regional accents in the UK. Oh, it's mad, isn't it? That they're quite hard to understand. Whereas I think I've got quite an... I, I don't think people can place my accent that well. So I think it's quite neutral. So it's, it's usually good for that. Yeah, no, true. So like, But I think it's good worldwide. Yeah. So the American listeners of the Animal Anomalies podcast are going to be like, oh, thank God. Oh, look, he says bottle of water. <laughs> But they'll understand you. I think they have a problem with me because I'm quite roadman English. Do you know what I mean? Rummy. Right, we've got to stop doing that. Got, I, I will rescind the job offer. Hey, it will go. Um, right, anyway, let's learn about you. So in the first podcast, we did a scary wildlife encounter that we had. Right. Um, and I was talking about my cassowary encounter in Australia. Oh, yeah, that face is to scary. Face, yeah. Very, very scary. Now, have you got anything that you've done in the past that you, would, that you were like, oh, my God, this is... Maybe not life or death, but I could get a few scratches and bruises here. Have you had anything? I've had a few, actually. Um, Yeah, I've had a few. Okay, I've got three I can think of off the top of my head. So I'm going to give you the choice. Do you want land, sea, or creepy? Creepy? You want creepy? Yeah, what's creepy? Go on, tell me creepy. Right, so I used to babysit for the local vicar. So he used to live in the rectory, which was behind a graveyard. That was the quickest way to get to and from his house was through the graveyard. There was a long way round, but I was a young teenager and I was telling myself, I'm not scared of a graveyard, even though they're like innately the most terrifying places in 
the world. They're, they're a bit ropey. I can't they are them. very ropey. And I had I'd watched something creepy whilst I was there. I can't remember exactly what it was. But I, the, the, the vicar and his wife came home. It was time for me to go home. I decided I was going to shortcut through the graveyard. There was no lights in it whatsoever. Just the moonlight. <laughs> just, just bash the camera there. That's how professional I am. <laughs> for the audio view, viewers, the audio listeners, I just smacked the camera. Right. No, um, I was walking through the, the graveyard and I all of a sudden just got this like sensation that I was like being followed. Oh, snap. Yeah. Like genuinely like, oh something's following me and like then, that, the, just that feeling came over yeah you. I had that feeling come over me when it's dark and it's dark oh. and it's just moonlight flooding in nah and then I out the corner of my eye I actually spot something moving nah yeah yeah, yeah no nah, genuinely forget that genuinely. that's the worst thing ever go on, what was it what was so it? my mind is rushing so I stop <gasps> and I like look around and <laughs> like <laughs> fortunately whatever it was stopped moving so I'm like <gasps> right okay what is it and then I carried on again but the feeling was still there yeah. and like and then out the side of my eye, I saw something go across the front of a grave. And I was like, no, no, nah. no, 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 no. This, is, this is too much. This is too much. Nah. There's some, I, I was trying to be logical. I was like, it can't be it's a, not ghost. a ghost. I don't, ghost. I, 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 I'm, I don't think it's a ghost. I'm a, I'm a skeptic when it comes to that sort of thing. No big cats. So I, I but it, there is actually in my village, there was a, a myth of a local big cat, but that oh happens in every village, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does, yeah. But I was like, so it's some sort of weird creature and it's stalking me, whatever this thing nah. is. So I move again. It moves again. I stop. It stops. And then I realise it's, it's my shadow. It's my John, shadow. Are you joking? I nearly had a heart attack and the, the terrifying thing that was following me was a shadow. Shadow. So, but I thought it was wildlife. It you, was nearly You really wildlife. got me going there and I think it was going to be some sick animal <laughs> flipping shadow. <laughs> like, do you I've, got, what? Well, I've got seeing I've got seeing land for future if you want yeah alright yeah. should we do one of them now yeah which yeah, one see on, your land I want sea give me the ocean hold on though because when you're talking about shadows I swear there's like a cryptid or something that is like a shadow monster I don't actually know its name so someone in the comment section you're going to have to like uh, jump in there but I'm almost certain there's like a cryptid I can't remember what its name is though but like and it, it like takes people in the shadows and that so you could have been yeah, yeah, well, I, I wasn't sure what the hell was happening. But talking to cryptids, I want you to, I want you to keep that in your mind because I've got something for you later on. I know you're a skeptic. Yeah, I know I am. you're like, oh, there's no big cats in the UK. <laughs> but no, in a more brummy way, there's no big <laughs> cats in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, all right. But like, cryptids always get me on side though, and like, I, I love a cryptid story. Yeah, like I'm a massive skeptic in most of these things because, like you, ghosts aren't real and all that. Do you know what I mean? And like, well, I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a skeptic, so I, I believe people when they say they've seen a ghost but i think that there's a logical explanation for it i'm exactly the same right mm. and but i love the idea of cryptids i love the stories behind them and stuff so i'm interested to hear what no, you've got, got for me in a bit. oh talking of which this is completely separate this is the, and i don't this isn't even in my notes but did you see that they're going to do like the biggest search of Loch Ness that they've done in like 50 years or something like that I know the people that are doing that do you really yeah how weird's that that's mad I was on the phone with the producer from uh, the, the show that's doing it yeah and yeah they're really excited by it because they're doing all this like technological stuff that's like really really advanced because I know a few years ago for Loch Ness and obviously the Loch Ness monster um, some university in New Zealand had come over I think it was Canterbury University in New yeah, Zealand yeah. they come over and they've done all these like uh, eDNA things so they'd like take a sample of the water check out all the DNA what was in there um, thinking they might be able to find some sort of anomaly mm. uh, however it turns out they just found 
loads of eels. Like, and I mean, I've heard loads. about this. It's full of eels, isn't it? It's and every time eels, people yeah. think that they've seen something, there's a lot of suspicion that that was probably just a really big eel. Yeah, exactly. But it's, it's, um, I was speaking to Forrest actually about this, um, Loch Ness and like cryptids and that sort of stuff. And he said something really interesting to me that I'd never really thought about. Um, I can't remember if this is on a podcast or what, but he he sort he said that the Loch Ness monster could be. He's not saying this is like act- actively it, but mm. he was saying it could be otters. Um, swimming in a line together, so you, oh. know, you know the Loch Ness monster's got that shape of yeah. like uh, in and out, in and out. Um, when otters like um, they sort of like when they try and swim fast, yeah. they can go up and down like that. And he was saying it could be like a little group of otters swimming together up and down, and it causes that sort of. I love the idea that it's just a group of otters just trolling. Yeah. The whole of Scotland. Yeah, how cool would that be? That's, that, would, that would be really quite cool to prove. <laughs> but like, I mean, if you've never seen that before, I can imagine it's quite a weird thing to see. Especially a line of them. Yeah, it's, that's sort of how you're describing it. Almost like a line. I'm guessing there's like a pack, but well, yeah, I'm guessing a, like a pack, it, a group. What is a group of otters I think, called? I think I think Forrest called it a troop of otters. A troop of I, otters. I don't know if that's. I don't know if that's. Do you know what? Forrest can say anything with confidence, and we'll just go. Yeah, it must be that. <laughs> Daddy <laughs> yeah. Forrest and all that. You know, how it is. yes, Forrest. <laughs> a troop. So, so we got. The, the, the Loch Ness Monster thing, right? Right, yeah. The, the, this thing happening re- uh, soon. I think it's actually this month. Yeah, yeah, no, um, a, I, I knew yeah. it was very soon. Yeah, so like, they're, they're really interested by it because they've got all this technology they're going to throw towards it and they're, and they're obviously uh, filming it for a show. Um, I can't remember what the show is called, but they wanted... Not necessarily my expert opinion. That's not it. But they wanted. You're not an to, expert on the Loch Ness monster. Not well. I'm, a, I'm an expert. You went there once, didn't you? I did. I did. I see you on. No, but um, they they got in touch and they want. They're asking questions. This, right. that, and the other about this sort of thing. And it sounds really interesting. And I think like, um, I mean, this is one of the benefits of like cryptozoology, right? Is people will fund stuff into this, and I think it helps out. On a, on a broader scale so like you've got all of this research and all of these technologies going into finding the Loch Ness Monster but then really that technology can be used for other things as well because if they're doing like eDNA and all that sort of stuff mm. there are things out there like for example the ivory billed woodpecker um, the saula uh, you've got the thylacine again you've got all of these different things that maybe you could find evidence of using these new technologies that are pumped into cryptozoology it's quite weird isn't it and there's me thinking cryptozoology was just the name of that Logan Paul scam ah cryptozoo <laughs> yeah it's a bit dodgy isn't it do, do you know what though that actually it always like Every time I hear that word, yeah. I, that's exactly what I think. I just think of that egg hatching that egg thing. scam thing, isn't we it? We don't need to give that any air. No, we don't. But t- so tell but, me about your second one. So talking about scary things in the water, yeah, the Loch Ness Monster. When I was 19... A bit, bit loud, that wasn't it? it was a good time. <laughs> what, you carry No, on. no, when I was like 19, I went to um, South Africa. Mm. Um, I went uh, backpacking, doing the classic uh, guppia thing. And I ended up... <laughs> In, uh, I ended up in South Africa, I ended up in Cape Town, and I saw that there was this sign for something called Great White Shark Diving. Ah, oh, sounds right up my street, go um, on. And I was like, I, I was 19, I sort of didn't think about, you know, how these practices run, I didn't do any research into it, so I appreciate now, I'm, I'm going to say this story knowing that I don't know if this was good practice or bad practice, what this company did, but um, I got, went on to the, the, the trip, and we went to somewhere called Shark Alley, 
Um, right. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that's uh, sounds like there's going to be a few sharks there. Yeah, there's going to be a few sharks, a few big sharks. <laughs> um, big great whites, yeah? Big great whites. Oh, so my goodness. Go on, then. They have this, like, cage which they just, like, dangle off the side of the boat. And the cage is sort of, like, half in the water, half out. And you climb down into this cage. You're in a wetsuit. And they put weights on you so that you can sink to the bottom and yeah. have a little look around. You don't have any breathing apparatus or anything like that. You just have, like, uh, a face mask and what have you. So what's the cage made of? Is it just, like, it's is like it steel a, it's bars? It's like a steel that? cage. Yeah. Okay, so and you're just half in, half out. You're plunked. Well, no, into like it. it's 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 a deep enough cage that once you go in, you can be completely submerged in it. But then you can kind of like swim to the top to get out, basically. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So like, um, it's it's quite scary then if something goes wrong. Yeah, and this this place is meant to be like the uh, the best place to see great white sharks. But when we were there. It, it took ages for sharks to come. We could see some, like, fins off in the distance, but they just weren't coming close. So we, yeah. were, we were bobbing around this water for so long that we were the only people that got to be in the cage when there was a shark encounter oh, because okay. the rest of the people on the boat were gutted, but we had to leave because we were there for so long. Yeah. But we get into this. So the way that they get the sharks to come close, and this is the bit where I'm not sure if this is good practice or not, is they have some sort of, like, chum on a rope and as the shark comes close, they pull the rope in so that the shark will come oh, okay. close yeah, to yeah, the cage. Yeah, yeah. You're told not to stick any limbs between the bars, which makes sense. The only place that you are allowed to do it is at the back of the boat so that you can climb back out. But even then, you're not supposed to do it if there's a shark nearby because obviously you grab a bar. Well, yeah, you get, you get your hand bitten off or something. Lose, Fingers lose, a, lose an arm. Yeah, that is, it's quite logical that. Yeah. So, but I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of young and naive and giddy and just full of like adrenaline and like, so eventually we get one. We get a great white shark. What, a big one? A big, oh, oh. a big boy. And what a was that like to see? Because, I mean, I've never seen one in the wild and obviously like. Well, from the surface wicked. it looked, from the boat, well, I wasn't on the boat, I was in the water, but from, from just like the surface of the water, when it was far away, you could tell. It was big. That it was a. Like straight away you were like, Oof. Yeah, like this is, this is going to be quite the encounter and I was giddy I was just like this is so exciting yeah you were no fear in your head whatsoever it's stupidity mate yeah. stupidity <laughs> like absolute like when I look back at it it's kind of crazy I've actually got a video of it somewhere because I bought a, they sold like a, a video of the, yeah. the trip on it yeah yeah um, so the they, they put out the chum they're pulling it in the shark comes in but it's quicker than them pulling the chum so it oh. manages to get a bit of it and it just smashes it into the cage and oh. the chum gets wedged half in the cage no you're in it and we're in the cage oh my goodness and I'm sitting there going my god this is so good I was in there with an ex-girlfriend you might see where she was an ex at the time because <laughs> we she was like next to me the shark was there but she was like looking this way to try and see where the shark was and so I tapped her on the shoulder and I pointed and there's just like a massive open shark's mouth nah. she swims behind me and pushes me towards the shark no so, she, <laughs> yeah. she, instinct kicked in and she was like nah he can go nah that's mad that's a mad thing to be doing but like so, she's like oh, that is crazy though so this shark's like hammering against the cage because the hammering, shark's stuck inside it hammering against the cage and I'm thinking to myself well this is brilliant What? this is such a good experience and then the shark sort of grabs hold of the cage nah. and starts to like drag it under the oh, boat oh nah that's like full on jaws yeah. isn't it that's disgusting and then all of a sudden the bit that you're not supposed to, that you are allowed to climb up the back, there's a shark there. There's a shark. The shark has mm. managed to get itself behind the cage and it's now between the boat and the cage and it's now pushing it back out. So it goes under and pulls it under nah. and then goes back to push it out. And I'm like, this is incredible. This is such a good experience. 
This this must happen to everyone all the time. This must be a fairly normal experience. This is why I paid the money. But you have to come up for air. So when I come up for air, I look up at the boat and I just see all the people that are running the boat just panicking. Nah. Yeah, like fear-stricken faces, then trying to figure out what to do. And I was like, oh, that's, oh, this that's isn't horrifying. normal. Yeah. That <laughs> is that is awful, though. Like, because obviously in the moment you're like, this is the... Yeah, yeah I was like, oh my God, we've... Yeah, this is so cool, yeah. And then all of a sudden you see everyone's panic who's like supposed to be controlling this affair and it's like, yeah. oh, hang on a second. This isn't good, is it? So at that moment, it was it, I was fine until then and in that moment the fear kicked in because yeah. I was like, oh... So this, what did you do when the fear kicked in? Did you just stay in the boat and just I sort of the, in the cage know. and that? Or so like, basically, what? I can't remember how the shark ended up back from out behind the boat. Yeah. But it did, and then they managed to get some other chum to get it go further away, and then we all climbed out. Yeah. And then they were kind of like, oh, it must have felt like you were in Jaws. And I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's mad though. So you've come real like face to face with a great white shark. Like, like... like, like and you've seen its teeth like up close and yeah that, yeah and yeah I, honestly closer than we are now oh that's disgusting yeah but like, i don't think i'd want to do that i can't <laughs> lie but that's 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 a good scary encounter but that's that's the that's the sort of uh benefit of being a 19 year old backpacker you sort of don't worry about these yeah, things yeah, yeah. you sort of don't worry about it. and now i don't i don't think i could do it now do you know what it's a better story than rachel and jacob gave me what do they have oh it was rubbish boring rachel was said about a, squ- a swan or something i can't even remember swans are terrifying mm, in cambridge yeah. we used to have a swan I, li- I live in cambridge by the way if anyone wants to hit me up um, no but the, the there used to be a swan called Mr. Asbo Mr. Asbo the swan yeah it used to like what attack Mr. people do? on punts and stuff and it used to attack people didn't it actually yeah I rate that actually like big up the Mr. Asbo the big swan big up Mr. Asbo but he had to be taken away what caused a lot of havoc Google it now, Mr. Asbo. Mr. Okay, let Mr. me. Mr. Asbo the Swan. Let me just. I need to have a look at that, Mr. Asbo the Swan. I've never heard of this, and this is just in Cambridge. Yeah, this was. This is. This is a local legend. He's there, right there, Mr. I, Asbo Swan. Has oh it come goodness. up? Yeah, it's right here. How yeah, mad no, is this? I, I wasn't joking. Like, sw- oh, that's the wrong thing. Hold on. But um, this, is, <laughs> this is really weird. So if I stick that over there, here we go. We get here it. he is. Oh, what have I done, um, Mr. Asbo the Swan? Mr. Asbo as, as-, ba- as baby. He's got another one. He's got a baby. Asbo yeah, yeah. Asbo, Mr. Asbo the Swan moved from River Cam for... Look at, this. Look at the pictures. For safety of rowers. <laughs> so can we can we see this? Let's get this over The top here. one's so the got... best. The story of Mr. Asbo, the terror of the River Cam. Well, look at that. Look at this kayaker <laughs> just getting absolutely clarted by Mr. Asbo the Swan here. That's absolutely hilarious. And to be fair, I guy. saw I saw him once. And <laughs> I saw him once and he's big. Is I mean, he? all swans are big, but yeah. Look at him. Because this is in Cambridge. This is like punters. This is just attacking it? the punters. Yeah. Like literally so, the punters, you know, people on the boat, but yeah. any tourists or anything like that. It's quite just go a, for it. Cambridge is quite a posh little area, isn't it? And yeah, and we've got the people rowing as well. Yeah, the unis. So, like, so for people worldwide, it's like Venice of yeah. uh, uh, the UK in terms of like they, they're going around on these boats. Yeah, they've got the like, boat with the stick, yeah, push it along like that. Yeah, but like these these images are hilarious. This one, especially of the kayaker <laughs> getting absolutely clarted by Mr. Asbo the Swan. So, I, I, my, my point is, I'm coming to Rachel's defense there. They are terrifying. They are, they're, well, they're, they're scary ish, but that's that, <laughs> that is hilarious. I can't lie, that's quite funny. Um, getting absolutely mashed up by a swan. Um, now, John, normally I leave this part to Rachel and it's the news the news yeah we usually have a jingle Rachel does it it's the news dun dun that's it okay do you, uh, do you want me to do that yeah can you you do a better one than that no. or do you reckon you can do a better one because um, Rachel's is uh, it's top quality like BBC came knocking so uh, do you want to have a go uh, I've got, you put me on the spot here I um, have ready 
I can't even yeah. ready. So the news is in five, four, three. The news. Is that it? I thought that. I thought that. Is that it? I thought the sort. John, of, is that I it? thought the sort of BBC voice. <laughs> what was that? Welcome to the news. Ba 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 ba. I'm probably peaking there. That was. Uh, <laughs> there was two very separate things going on there. The first one was just matter of fact, and the second one was. I mean, you can pick and choose based on what you think your audience wants. I'll have both. What the uh, what, what the Wild Times crowd. <laughs> Enjoy. Well, I think was it better than Rachel's? I don't know. Let us know in the comment section down below. Rachel's is the news like that, and it was quite yeah. Well, Yours know. is aggressive in the end. You, you've given Rachel a lot of stick. Carried away. She's not here. I think that, that sounds good as well. I couldn't keep up with it. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, tell us about the news. What's happened? We got some things to talk about. Something that uh, interesting recently. Like what? What have we? What's happened in the wildlife world? Well, uh, you've obviously. Um, this, this one might be a bit old by the time this comes out. I don't know. I'm sure a lot of people have Probably, heard this, yeah. but we've got to talk about the sun bear, haven't we? Mental scenes with the uh, the sun bear. So, yeah, go on. Walk people through what's happened with this story. Because <laughs> yeah. it's a bit weird. Isn't it, it is absolutely crazy, this one. So, there is a, a zoo in China called Hangzhou Zoo. And they're... They have a sun bear exhibit in there. Do you have a Do you have a video of this, by the way? I do have a video. Shall we? So do you want to talk over it? Or? Yeah. So basically, the, a video came out on TikTok, I think, or maybe Instagram. A couple of videos came out where people were saying that they thought that the bear was a person in a costume. Let, let's Let's play this video. So yeah, let's go on this video because basically this is this is it, isn't it? This is what so for the uh, for the audio listeners, the bear is stood up on its hind quarters. Nah, because it looks mad though, doesn't it? And like it looks really weird when we actually look at it standing up on its back legs. And the way it sort of waves, it, it's got a really wide neck which goes up quite far from its shoulders. That's the shot that that's, has got a lot it. of people. That's L- it, isn't it? Look at that badunkadunk there. <laughs> that's so weird. <laughs> what is that? So once again, for the people that are, can't see this right now, there's a shot of the bear from behind. So it's stood up on its hindquarters. It's got this really long um, neck bit, which is wide, which looks like if it was a bear costume, the sort of perfect place where you could like look out just below the head. Yeah. And then behind, it's got like a, like folds all the way down its ass, basically. Am I allowed to say ass? It's too late. Yeah, yeah that's it. fine. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, it looks like a loose costume, and it really looks like to the untrained eye, like someone in a. Honestly, I, I completely, I totally get why people think it is as well. Like even I look at that and I think because I've seen some bears before and I, and I, I know what they look like, right? But like even I look at that and I'm like. That looks weird. It looks you see, like, so strange. You see, like where the neck starts at the back. Yeah, I think you mentioned it. It looks like it, it, that's where a human head would stop. That's exactly so what if, it looks if, like. Where, can I get on this screen? Yeah. So here, right there, it looks like that's where that the head should be of a human, and then they've just stuck a little. And head it's the on fact top. that it's sort of like in some of the videos, it's sort of gesturing and waving, and it just makes it look really strange. But. <laughs> That is actually ridiculous. In fact, the the video makes it look even worse. So some bears are the smallest bears in the world, but they they're quite like localized to Southeast Asia. Yeah. So not a lot of people know what a, a sun bear looks like. So that's why a lot of people aren't uh, aren't familiar. And 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 to the untrained eye, it does look like it's someone in a costume. But there's it's been confirmed by multiple sources that know this is a genuine bear. But there is a bit of a problem because there was a zoo in China back in 2013 that tried to pass a dog off as a lion. Yeah. And there's videos of it actually like barking. Like it's oh, like, nah. it like, it like actually 
barking. So, uh, but also it's just a, a fun story, I think. But there's uh, there's like less than a thousand of them in the wild. Yeah, they're really rare, aren't they're, they? They're and the, super rare. They're really lovely though, because I've seen them in. Where did I see them? I, I swear it was like a Melbourne Zoo or something like that, or. Uh, it was in Australia that I saw it and I'm pretty sure we got them in this country at some places as well but it's a really cool looking bear yeah, like. but they're super endangered because they, they sort of need big tropical forests yeah. to, to survive and they're, they're, so that's shrinking but also they're like hunted because mm. people use the, poach them for their claws and their teeth and some of their organs for like it's like Chinese, like medicine. Chinese medicines yeah. Yeah, that's so. sad isn't it but they're really cool looking but I can definitely see from that video why people would be like well, that ain't real. Look at it. Do you know what that, that particular bear was called? That bear had a name. What was its name? Angela. That's a real weird... <laughs> yeah, that's a real weird name. The reason Angela. I know that... The reason I know that is because the zoo put out a statement as Angela. Have <laughs> you heard this? No. What, what do you mean? Like, they uh, well, they talked in first person. So the zoo put out a statement and it oh said... God. Some people thought the way I stand up looks too human, so I will stress again... I'm a sun bear. That's an official statement from Angela there. Oh so my that, that God. sort of proves beyond any reasonable doubt that it's definitely a bear. Yeah. Like, I don't know why they thought. But the more interestingly, the zoo has had a 30% increase has in it? attendance since this has gone viral. Mate, do, I, do you know what? Like You'll see it more and more nowadays where like um, zoos and well, just anything will create these viral clips just so they get more revenue, you so reckon? big up Angela. Yeah, big up Angela getting all the uh, tickets uh, going. Like, that's mad though, isn't it? But like, I can definitely see why people think that was um, like a real looking... Strange, yeah. right? Very it's proper strange. weird, yeah. Now, don't forget the sponsor of this podcast is MPB, the largest global platform where you can buy, sell, and trade used photography and videography equipment. Whatever suits your need, get over to mpb.com, sort yourself a deal. I'm going to take you now from China. Yeah, where are to, we going? To the UK. Oh. But it's going to involve a, a moose. Are you ready for this? Oh, yes, I love moose. This is this is a slightly strange one. So uh, this, this revolves around... Uh, Sort of 90s TV comic? I don't know if that's going to do him a, a disjustice there. Uh, squeaky voice comic Joe Pasquale. Are you, you're familiar with Joe, yeah? I am familiar with Joe Pasquale. For anyone who's not, he voice. won the fourth I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of wow. It. Wow, but he talks like this. He's got sort of a like very yeah. squeaky voice. Yeah. Basically... What's I, happened to Joe then? There was a headline last, last week. It said this. Joe Pasquale impaled in freak moose antler incident in Skegness. <laughs> What? Skegness? What's going on there then? Right, so he's doing a show in Skegness. Skeggy. And it's like a prop-based show. So he's got props for all of his jokes. And one of the, some, some of them is this this massive like moose antlers and with lots of little prongs coming off of them, like really quite big antlers. Yeah. He has a joke where he holds it up to his head and he says, I put too much moose in my hair. Love it. I'm guessing in Joe Pasquale's uh, defense, it might be like a, a Tim Vine thing where when you hear loads of them quite fast, yeah. you sort of groan. I can't, you didn't deliver it very well. No, well, I don't have moose antlers because it's been proven to be a dangerous prop to have. <laughs> so he holds up these big moose antlers, puts it on his head, and goes, I put too much moose in my hair. I would probably squeak in there now. I put too much moose in my hair. Uh, that was a bit better. <laughs> yeah, that thank you. Right. So after the stay, after the show, the lights go down on the stage, the curtain comes down, he can't see very well, but his props are all over the floor. And he says, as I'm putting all my props away, I leave literally trip over my moose head and then he starts to fall towards the, the prongs and he genuinely oh. thought he was going to die because he was himself. going to impale himself in his abdomen oh, but then he said he managed to push his torso out of harm's way and twist around onto his back 
And he described it. He said, it was like Tom Cruise in the Mission Impossible films. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> but he also said, seriously, I thought I was going to die. So he genuinely thought he was going to die from being impaled. Well, I can imagine, like, when you... Falling over is not fun over a certain age, right? It's not fun at any age. But, yeah. like, you know when you're a kid, you yeah. can just sort of, like, like, graze your knee and get on with it. Yeah. As you get older, things really start to hurt. And the other thing is, when I was a kid, I never actually tripped over a moose's head. So I but, never fell towards the antlers either. No, that's true. Neither did I, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> They're quite rare around here in the UK. You don't carry them about. But, yeah, no, he, I think he actually got stabbed in the leg in the end. But he got, like... I wrote down 11 stitches and then I was like, oh. no, I read seven stitches and then I couldn't read anywhere how many stitches it was. So he got stitches, but I couldn't, couldn't tell you how much. Do you know what, that's pretty mad though. Like, that could be quite, what, what a weird way to go. Like, imagine if he did cop it then. And imagine there, he did a show moose. in Skegness. He had that prop just to say I had too much moose in my hair and died because of that. Yeah, could you imagine? Like, that? what a way to go that would be. Yeah. That's a bit carnage, isn't it? That is a bit carnage. So, yeah. But I, I just thought it was interesting because it was like, is a moose head the most dangerous animal in the UK? So then I researched. <laughs> what do you reckon the most dangerous animal in the UK is? It's a cow. It's technically not. What do you mean it's technically not? It's technically not. So this cow. Go on. Between twenty fifteen and twenty six. Between twenty fifteen and twenty twenty, there was a hundred and forty two incidences from cattle. Yeah. Twenty two of them resulted in death. Ah. Uh I know what it is, go on. The majority uh, related to people that work with cattle. Yeah. So that is about 4.4 a year. Now, they're not the most dangerous though. Can, I, can I guess it? You can guess them. It's a deer. It is a deer. Do you know how I know? Do you oh, know how I know? Because you're reading, reading my notes? Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I was, do, I was doing the research for this before on... Um, what was I doing it for? I can't remember. But I was doing this research before. And obviously, cows was the like the highest sort of like conflict between humans face-to-face. -face, yeah. Right? But then... I'm ruining your whole thing. No, no, then, you go for it. Um, it said deer actually indirectly are the biggest causes of death for people in this country like when it comes to like roads and stuff because they run in front of cars get smashed by a car and it causes big crashes and all that's exactly it they cause 50,000 road accidents a year that's mental Evan. yeah 50,000 just so, in the UK so deer are the most and they're probably all small deer like munchaks and things like that as yeah. well that cause that so yeah it's that is actually the most dangerous yeah, that's weird, isn't it? When you think about it, but like it makes total sense. But it's just like, oh, yeah, it's so weird when you say deer and people yeah. are like. But oh. also, there's now been uh, one moose-related injury in the yeah. UK this year, and it that's was the moose wasn't even alive. Yeah, that's pretty crazy, isn't it? Yeah, that is. Do you crazy. Know, I saw something really cool, um, which we're gonna have to get up on the laptop. Um, do you, uh, from now, you guys listening, watching might know this person. Well, you should know this person. Um, this is Brody from YBS Young Bloods. Now, I said to John before the show about this, and um, I said I'd, I'd wait until the show was on. But I don't know if you've ever seen anything like this. I'll play the video for you and everyone watching as well, um, just so you can take this in. Go for it. But it's just it's really weird. So if I if I switch this over, this is on Instagram so it's a little bit small, but it's on um Brody's page. You can go and watch it. But look at this. For the uh, for the audio listeners, so this Brody guy is in like a, a clear transparent kayak. Kayak. Yeah. And there appears to be uh like a humpback whale tail. Yeah. But look at it. Just sticking out the water. It doesn't it doesn't move. Straight up. 
It looks like it's... It's like it's frozen. It's, it's like a glitch, isn't it? It's like when you're a kid and you try and do a handstand for as long as you can in a swimming pool, but it's just carried on for way too long. And it's a whale in the ocean. Yeah, well, that as well. And it's like... And he's not got his hands on the floor, do you know what I mean? Why but is like, it doing that? Do we know why it's doing that? Sort of. Go um, now, if I go, if I go to the comments, there's two section, there. So there's one on its side. So there's a baby one there as well. Yeah, so there's, so a you, mo- there's a mother and a calf. Yeah, but have you ever seen anything like that? No, and it's I've weird, actually, isn't it? I've actually seen humpback whales a few times, and I've never seen anything like that. So it's really, it's really strange, isn't it? Right, um, and I think he mentions it in the comments. I'm gonna have to just have a little quick goosey. Um, so someone, someone put. Some humpback whales may do this to thermoregulate their body temperature, but the presence of a calf suggests he is providing the calf an opportunity to nurse. Um, yeah, so then there's like other things to go along with it as well. But That's I'm pretty crazy. sure he mentioned it on TikTok, yeah. or someone had commented on TikTok as well, because I've seen it on both. Um, but it's something to do with like a whale trying to cool down or something. Okay. Um, now that's, what, that's kind of what that says. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, I have never seen that. But everyone was like raving about it, saying how rare that is to see. Like, it's so strange. So I lived in Sydney for a year. And oh, okay. um, there yeah, was, cool. yeah, we could just chuck that out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's like, but like, there's like the, the the humpback whales migrate past the coast there. So you could just, if if you stood on the coast for long enough, you could see people. You could see people. Uh, you could see uh, whales jumping out and breaching, or you could see their blows. But I never saw anything like that, and I spent ages looking out. Right, it's weird, isn't That's it? Crazy. And like this guy Brody, obviously, like people watching will know who he is. Um, he sees mad stuff all the time. Like he's got where he lives is the the Ningaloo Reef. Uh, oh right, that's Western, Australia as well. Western. Western. Australia, Western yeah. Australia, yeah, and the stuff he sees is incredible. So he will have sail. There's a video where he's got a sailfish in the shallow swimming around his feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He sees all these different, um, like shovel nose rays, uh, all sorts. Honestly, like there's so much going on. Whales. He had a blue whale once as well, and it's like he sees all of this mad stuff. But this is the first time. Uh, um, sea snakes as well venomous sea snakes he was just like getting the water with them tiger sharks everything but the, um, this is the first time he's ever shown anything like this and I'm like it must be rare because this guy sees loads of yeah stuff. the fact that he's only ju- that he's only just yeah. seeing this or only just posting yeah comments. and like yeah. this is a guy that was out on the water like probably every day every other day and like he's he's doing stuff seeing stuff all the time and then this is the first time he gets to encounter something like this it must be pretty mad for him as well you know you know I was thinking think just then that it goes back to almost what you were saying about um Forest's uh, idea that it could be otters in Loch Ness. Yeah. Loch Ness. It kind of makes sense that these things are kind of rare occurrences. So if you don't see them that often and you don't know what's going on, it can become quite tricky to try and figure out what's what? going on. And there. I, I posted this to my Instagram story, um, just sort of being like, "This is how." Uh, this is how cryptids come about because mm. cryptids usually are a story um, that someone's told about something they don't know, really know what it is, right? And I, I would, I would accredit Bigfoot to being a grizzly bear on its back feet or something like that. And then when I see something like this of a whale tail just sticking out of the, the ocean, not moving, I'm like, surely that someone like if who, someone who doesn't know sees that. They're gonna they're gonna make up a story. Oh my god, I saw a kraken. Do you know what I mean? Or something well, like hang that. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, Mr. Skeptic. Mr. Yeah. Oh, I've got all the answers, Mr. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's no big cats in the UK and oh I don't believe in anything. Come on now, mate. Let's go back a bit. Yeah, go on. We're talking about cryptids. Yeah. You dismissing Bigfoot as a bear on its hind legs, right? Yeah. What about the Yeti? That's a good question, to be fair. The Yeti. The Yeti. It's the white one, isn't it? It's in the snow and that. In the Himalayas. 
It's not white either. No, that's a common misconception, Mr. Is he not Abominable white? Snowman. Well, it would make sense, wouldn't it? Yeah. Like, if he was white. No, why would it make sense? That's, that's just one name. That's a common... <laughs> well, so every animal that lives in the in the snow is white? Nah, but there's quite a lot of things that have, like, white coats and that to, like, blend in with the snow. So do, do yetis exist? I would say no. All right, okay. Well, that's interesting. Do you think that anyone who believes that yetis could exist is uh, is 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 silly? No. You don't want to say it, do you? Is it Have you got a story from like David Attenborough or something? Sir David Attenborough. Oh, no. In 2013, he was asked like is there any big mammals that you could still find? That is there anything that is that could still be out there? Yeah. And he said that he believes that in the re- most remote part of the Himalayas, there could still be a yeti yet to discover. And that's Sir David Attenborough. Guys, old, that. he's old though, isn't he? That is Sir David is that? Attenborough. <laughs> so here's some reasons why the yeti might exist. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Right. Okay. Gigantopithecus. Yeah, a big, big uh, gorilla and that. Yeah, yeah. From dinosaur ages and that. It's not from dinosaur ages. Wow, well, long time ago. Hundred thousand years ago. That's not that long ago. Basically, a dinosaur. No, that's not long ago. <laughs> Could there not be descendants from the Gigantopithecus? Uh, well, that has been proven to live in the Himalayas. Well, yes, but like, um, hundred thousand years ago, and there's not been one spotted since. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's been loads of spotting oh, since. Oh, here, here we go. Here right. we go. go Constant sightings and descriptions of a big bipedal ape-like creature with more hair on its head down to its shoulders. Consistently described the same way. Are you going to dismiss all of that? Yeah, it's a man in a coat or something, <laughs> isn't it? Oh, come on. All right, okay, what about this? In the kingdom of Bhutan, there is 750 kilometer con- 750 kilometer square area of conservation area which is to protect yetis it's known as bigfoot huh? valley <laughs> what? it's a it's a wildlife sanctuary for the is protection of yetis thing? in bhutan is, is that real yeah that is absolutely real what hold on i need to research that i need to pull that up what's it kingdom of bhutan um, you, you, yeah bhutan what yeti Sakteng Wildlife Sanctuary, if you must know the full name of it, but it's there for 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 the Yeti. And you what? Seven hundred and fifty square kilometers of conservation area. The Bhutanese believe it exists, apparently, according to this article. I don't, so are uh, you know, now dismissing a whole nation? No, but I've never heard about this, and it's like, it's, <laughs> <laughs> what? This is really weird. And what, and what about the fact that most of the Himalayas are just like completely unexplored? Yeah, but you'll see footprints in the snow, aren't it? And that's what I'm a bit They like. do see footprints in the snow. Footprints in the snow is tricky, though, because if you see a footprint in the snow and it's massive, it could also be because of melt. Right, okay. So I'm on an article here. I don't actually know what the article... Um, I, don't know, it's, I don't know, it's some website. Um, but it says, why do we believe that the Yeti exists? And it's saying about, there are multiple reasons um, that we believe the Yeti exists. The first reason is the arrogance of the human race yeah. to think we know everything. Uh, and then to support the case, until 1905, the West thought our national animal tacking was the golden ram or a unicorn. That's a bit mad, isn't it? Isn't it? Right, yeah. So I've gone like completely down a a rabbit hole with this because I I discovered another podcast. Am I allowed to promote another podcast on this podcast? Yeah, yeah, go for it. There was a podcast called Yeti and there's like an explorer called Andrew Benfield and he's got a sceptical friend called Richard Horsey. Yeah. And they're basically going out to try and see if the Yeti exists. Now, surprisingly, I don't want to ruin the podcast for anyone. They don't find a Yeti. Oh, but it does end on a bit of a cliffhanger, so I, th- oh. I would recommend I would recommend listening to some people for for that particular podcast. Well, but it's got me thinking about yetis a lot, and whether or not I can convince you that some sort of cryptid does exist. I, I'm 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 open minded to it. 
Yeah, whereas I, you I seem mean, closed off. I think more, more, yeah, more or less, I'm closed off because I think something that big in today's climate with all the video cameras and stuff like that and, and just people being able to see things I, I think I would you're overestimating no. how many video cameras are in the Himalayas well there is that I suppose and there are <laughs> other places around the world where you, you, there are animals that we know are here that we can't see um, for example the Saula um, there's not been any video or photo like documentation of that in years um, and it's thought it could be extinct but there's been photos and videos and there's people there that they're pretty confident it's still alive yeah um and there's other things as well like uh go things on. go extinct um and then or well, go extinct and then are refound years and years and years again uh, years and years later um so we had the night parrot in australia which was like gone for 140 years or something like that yeah in the remote part of papua new guinea um, it is one of the islands i can't remember what the island's called but i spoke to the guy who did this uh uh uh, trip to this island I can't remember the island's name that's really annoying um, the fella's called Jordan Borsma mm-hmm. um, he works for Cornell Lab of Ornithology uh, real big like into his um, stuff in Papua New Guinea and like East Australia usually with fairy wrens he's a really cool guy and he, mm. he, t- he told me the story about how he, they went out to rediscover the oh, I've forgotten the name of it um, oh Christ it's a bird I've forgotten the name of it. Just some rare bird. Just say a rare bird. Black nape pheasant pigeon. Oh, of course. Um, there we go. <laughs> so this pheasant pigeon, not been seen in like 140 years or ne- never ever photographed or videoed, ever. Mm. Like, it's been documented in um, uh, certain books and stuff and like drawn, um, but never ever documented video photographed. Yeah. And last year, they went out to Papua New Guinea. Uh, Jordan Borsman went out with his crew um, and a fellow called Doka, who was like a Papua New Guinean. Um, and they went to this place and they found it. Um, and this thing has not been seen like to Western science well over 140 years. And this is the problem. Western science think that they have all the answers. Maybe they don't. Well, yeah, there, there is that. Because- Gigantopithecus, baby! <laughs> So, I mean, I don't know, but like a bird that's quite small that was being seen by like the, the people that live there. Yeah, but Papua New Guinea's small. The Himalayas is massive. Yeah, well, I don't know. I just don't, I don't see how a big massive man is like walking about it. Do you know what I mean? Well, it doesn't matter because I have now come up with a game because of this. Oh, go on, then. We've got games. Yeah, I've got yeah. a game. Oh, I didn't know if you wanted me to prepare. Yeah, like, yeah, we'll I, do the I've, game. I've come with notes, but then you were kind of surprised I had notes, but I've got notes. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll do it. We'll do the game because uh, normally we do the guest animal noise, but there's only two of us. So it's a bit, a bit and bit. I don't know any animals. Well, <laughs> we, it would work if there was another person here, but it's going to be rubbish if we do it like that. So you've got a game that we can play. I think this will work because did you, did you like Pokemon when you grew up? Flipping loved Generation 1 Pokemon. Generation 1, right. So I've got a good knowledge of, say, the first maybe three or four generations. Geek. And then it completely stopped, drops off, right? Yeah. So I'm one and that's it. So I've created a game oh, called no. Yeti or Pokemon. Put a, put a, a little graphic on there, yeah? Uh, yeah, it's going to say Yeti or Pokemon, and then as I'm doing the bup, 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 there, there'll be like some sort of animation there, yeah? Yeti or Pokemon. Yeti or Pokemon. Right. I'm going to say, and so basically, there's lots of different types of Yeti in. Uh, what do you mean there's lots of different types in of Tibetan Yeti? In Tibetan culture, they've got lots of different types of Yeti. You okay. did, did, well, hold on, I thought we were just going with one. No, now you're telling me there's all different names for Yeti. Oh my goodness, what do you mean? So I have got names of different types of Yeti. Yeah. Or different names for Yetis. And you have to tell me if I say, I'm going to say a name out loud, and you have to tell me if the name I say out loud is a name for a Yeti or if it's a Pokemon. 
Later generation only. Right. Later yeah. generation. Later oh, so generation. I, so that I we, am not going to know yeah, it. So that we don't have a clue. Yeah, okay, cool. All right, go on then. Right, let's, okay. Uh, let's go. I am going to mispronounce all of these. Let's go, I'm going to upset Yeti fans and Pokemon fans. Oh, good. Everyone's this. getting offended. Yeah. Go on yeah. then. Let's go. What's this This game then? Yeti or... Yeti or Pokemon. It's kind of like the... Um, I've just realised it's kind of like the Strictly Come Dancing thing. Yeah, I was going to say. Did that or come into your... for our uh, transatlantic viewers... Dancing with the Stars, although they might have a different... Is that what they call it? I think they're they, they change... They, I'm going to offend a lot of people now, but they really struggle with British... So we have the the Great British Bake Off. Yeah. And they, they the same show in America is called, like, the Great British Baking Show. Because Bake Off is... like So they change the names oh. of shows, yeah. So it's Dancing with the Stars over there. Yeah, why? That's a bit weird, isn't it? Anyway, let's anyway. not upset our transatlantic viewers, and let's play Game. Yeti or Pokemon. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> right. Yeah. Mineshow. Yeti or Pokemon? Wait, what? What was that? Mineshow. Yeti or Pokemon? Is that a name that the Tibetan culture uses for a Yeti? Or is it a Pokemon? Mineshow. 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 S-H-A-O. It, it sounds the, like... A, a bit at the end. From that region of where the Yeti could... Not exist, but that, you know what I mean. Our it's ignorance, not there, our is, ignorance is going to come through here, isn't it? Mine shout is. It sounds like a yeti. It doesn't sound like because a Pokemon is usually a mashup of words, and it looks like. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So mine shout. Mm. If you said mine shell, it would be something that's got pickaxes for claws and then a shell on the back. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what. That that's would what look Pokemon like. is. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah, like like a water rock type. Yeah, exactly. Um, this sounds like an actual I'm going to go Yeti it sounds like it could well, it sounds like Yeti more than a Pokemon what is it? <coughs> Mineshow is a fighting type Pokemon no you're joking <laughs> no I'm not absolutely not what does it look like? Uh, wait should I, should I get this on the thing? I should Ooh. yeah you should do that and whilst you're getting it up I'm going to tell you another one go on then Pormots sorry? Pormots Pormot? Pormots no L Pormot it's just one word, but poor mots. Um, I don't eat poor mots. I mean, are you? What's going on? Here? I don't. Are you I, having a stroke? I don't know what you're saying. Poor mots. How do I spell the other one? What? M I E N. Oh God. M I E N. Yeah. S H A. Yeah. Wait. So let me have a look at poor mots. Is the other one? Yeah, but uh, you haven't given me an answer yet. You can't start I'm, googling I'm, it. I'm trying to get the pictures. Um. Oh, I've done it again. There you so, go. Mine shall. So this thing here. There we go. Fighting Pokemon. Fighting Pokemon. Look at that. It's a freaky looking thing, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it? He's a bit fruity looking, isn't it? I still reckon a Yeti would beat it in a fight. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, was, I was almost certain that that was actually uh, a Yeti thing. I'm, I'm not going to lie, Cookie. This was going to be a nice quick game here. Oh, sorry. We're still on the bloody mind show. Oh, I just wanted to, <laughs> to see what it looked like, you know? Right, go on. Um, yeah, go on. What, what was the second one? Pop, pop plopped. What, what was his name? <laughs> Poor Mott. Poor Mott. Poor Mott. Poor Mott. Poor Mott. Poor Mott. Does it sound like a poor Mott? Poor Mott. I'm trying to think, does it sound like a... I'm trying... Like, you know what I mean with the, the Pokemon logic? Yeah, I, 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 yeah, yeah. No, it doesn't... Mean. That one doesn't sound like a Pokemon, that one. Because... Oh, I don't know. It could be. Um, I'm going to go Yeti again. What is, what's the answer? A poor Mott is an electric fighting type Pokemon. Oh my God, really? Yeah, you're, you're not, not doing good at this. No. It's a, sh it's a shame no one else is here because I could have had you compete against someone. How, what's the... How do I spell this one? P-A-W-M-O-T. 
M.O.T. Pormont. Electric fighting type. Oh, he's quite cool looking, actually. Quite like the look of him. He's all right, isn't it? Look at that one there. Well, I haven't got it. Hold on. How do you keep doing it like that? I don't know. There we go. <laughs> so B-Tech today, isn't it? This is what happens, yeah. Once I'm, again, a Yeti would absolutely crush that. I think a Yeti would batter that A one. Yeti would but, absolutely... That would yeet it off of a Himalaya it would, it right would. away. Do you know what? I'm finding this difficult, yeah, because I've got control of this live, and I've got no producer. So normally Rachel sits there with a laptop, so I don't have to worry about mm. it. But I'm doing everything today, and it's really quite stressful. Oh, I? actually. So you're, what you're telling me is actually Rachel's pretty good on the podcast. No, she's shocking. She's shocking <laughs> at her job, but... I'm missing it today because I've got to do everything. It's hard work. Right, that's quite a cool looking thing, actually. I quite like that. I didn't realise. I thought that was another Yeti. I'm absolutely failing. You are game. failing at this, but I'm going to give you another chance. Yeah, go on. Meacham. What? Meacham. 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 I can spell these for you if it helps. Meacham. M-I-C-H-U-M. It could be Meacham, I guess. I'm going to say Meacham. No, because that, that one does sound like a Pokemon. That one there... I, I would... Don't Google it. <laughs> so that, but, it. But that one does sound like... Very Pokemon-like, isn't yeah. it? Maybe, so maybe it's a Pokemon I'm, then. I'm going to go for Pokemon. It's a Yeti, mate. Oh, <laughs> my God. This it, is the worst game ever. It's like a Yeti, but smaller. How do I... Sp- Mitchum, like that. M-I-C-H-U-M. Right, I've got loads of, like, uh, I've got roll-on deodorants on them. <laughs> That's not right, is it? Uh, so, right, okay. You so, are, you are, you're struggling with this. Yeah, so this one's a Yeti, so I actually don't need a picture of this one because we know what it looks like, yeah. Wait. Well, you, 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 there might be some, uh, you know, Tibetan folklore, which is how oh, people okay. draw it. Well, how do I spell it then? No, no, you're fine. Let's go for the next one. Oh, Al- Almas. Almas. Al- Al- Almas. Almas. A-L-M-A-S. Hmm. Almas. Hmm. I would say for this one, this one sounds like it could be a Pokemon because it could be a, like a mass is like more in like uh, Eastern European. Mm. It's like no mass. Mm. He's actually trying to no apply more. some logic here. Yeah. So all mass would be all more, right? Or something like that. I guess so, yeah. I guess. Um, so I'm going to say that's a Pokemon. Oh, you are so bad at this game. <laughs> Is it, that's a Yeti. It's Mongolian and it translates oh as God. wild man. Are you joking? <laughs> I'm zero for four. I've literally got so many of these, but I feel like this is getting embarrassing now. Let's try and do. Let's try and do a couple more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is really hard. <laughs> Go on. Hard game. Drampa. That's got to be a Pokemon. Drampa. Yeah, it's got to be a Pokemon. You're right. It's a normal dragon Pokemon. Get in there. I love that. Are we going to try and get you? No, to- that's it. I won. Yeah, right. Okay, right. won. We'll leave it there. I've won. And that was Yeti or Pokemon. That's really. That's the exit. Was it a bit excessive? No, no, no. That was the exit theme. Yeah. Yeah. You got to know. It gives you a bit more time to get the credits in there. Right. I thought that was good. Yeah. Yeti or Pokemon. That was a really hard game. Like people playing it who. Who, if people were playing along yeah fair play if you got any of them because that was well hard like I thought that was really quite difficult um, so fair play good game thank you that's good you brought, brought a good game there well yeah but I mean there's load more so we can carry on the game next week if you want sound you've, done more, you've done more than Rachel and Jacob combined so I think well, they're not I'm, here in their defence I'm going to have to chop them I reckon <laughs> have, I, have I got the job I think so alright okay. what, what does everyone else think <laughs> so, shall we keep him but the thing is, is this will come out before you've recorded the next part, after uh, you've recorded Maybe, the actually. Or maybe not. We'll find out. Maybe I'll wait until the feedback and everyone's like, he's a dickhead, get rid of him. Oh, d- trust me. I, I bring annoying energy. I once put out a video. <laughs> I, w- I once put out a video where someone said, uh, why do I just want to punch this guy in the face? Oh, that's a bit harsh. Yeah. That's well, a bit. 
that's a bit out of order. I, get, I had to, to be fair, I had a, quite a few reasons why that might be the case. <laughs> <laughs> Bless you, man. You, recently, the internet's cruel. It is a bit of a cruel place. People, people, yeah. people online are just like, I'm just going to write this, yeah, this crappy thing. Bit out of order, isn't yeah, it? But you know, we get it on this podcast a lot. You know, just be nice. You <laughs> that's know, because, that's because you're bad. <laughs> people can't understand your brummy accent. That's what they. I'm sick of this. I'm sick of this. I might just chop you for that. I'll get someone else in. I'm sick of this. Oh my God. Right, anyway, I was in Cornwall recently. Go on. um, Relatively recently, anyway. And I was looking for cool animals, looking for really cool things. The show is called Animal Anomalies, presented by the Wild Times, sponsored by MPB. And we, I sort of go looking for things that shouldn't be in the UK. Like a Yeti. Mm, yes uh, Bigfoots and all that so we we down in Cornwall I was with Jacob um, and we were looking for this that and the other and we came across like a few different cool things but one in particular I really wanted to see go for it stick insects you like that I actually got quite a lot of time for this yeah, yeah. I once uh, used to I house sat for someone when I was young and yeah. they had a well my family did and they had stick insects in there oh and really really interesting yeah, yeah that's yeah. cool yeah so that, they're, they're wild in the UK yeah I didn't really? I didn't know yeah in they Cornwall shouldn't, they shouldn't be yeah is that the only place they are in the UK pretty much so basically the UK has no native stick insects like they, sh- they shouldn't be here no way yeah right. we've, we've just evolved to not have them but since like 1909 or 1919, um, shipments... They're two very different years. Oh, you just mean between those years? Yeah, or something or, like no, that. No, it was either this year or this year. I can't remember the first one, all right, right okay, all right, okay. This is why I have paper, but I got slagged off for having paper once, so I didn't bring it again. I've brought paper. Yeah. Do, do, are, are You're people, new, though, innit? You're new. People anti-paper. Yeah, because I was reading... It's professional. I know. I was reading facts off the paper, and I got slagged off. I was oh, like, people oh. will complain about anything. Yeah. Stop looking at your screen. Stop reading paper. Yeah, basically, that's what we have to do. Although with. now I'm making out like it's the audience's fault. It's not. No. The audience, we love you. I mean, I to be fair, I'm indifferent. I'm, I'm, I might not have a job next week, but, you know, <laughs> he loves you. Yeah. Um, so, in Cornwall, mm. um, and it's, it's like 1909 to 1919, one of those dates. I can't remember, okay? Leave me alone. Um... The, the, just a decade yeah, go on carry on the first batch of these stick insects had made it over to the UK right. now they came to the UK from New Zealand um, and it was a part of uh, shipments comple- uh, con- uh, hello containing plants or like trees and all that sort of stuff coming over for like these garden centres to sell like exotic right. plants and trees um, and they first like stuck themselves to these and come over 1909 or 1919 they found themselves down in the southwest of uh, England so Cornwall um, Paynton I think is the first place which is Devon Devon um, and the Isles of Scilly as well so there's like three main populations that have arisen and there's three different types right. so you've got the unarmed stick insect you've got the smooth stick insect and you've got the prickly stick insect hey one of them's good at chatting people up and one of them's you know gets its back up quite quickly right yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so we went looking for the prickly ones um, yeah. the prickly stick insects right? you're a prickly guy yeah you know it is like pretty cool looking things um, so we travelled down to Falmouth looked around didn't see any uh, travelled over uh, to a place called St Moors and this is really interesting because they've sort of because of the Gulf Stream uh, that hits that part of the country they've managed to to survive because they shouldn't really be able to survive a frost it's, it's, it's quite a warm part of the country though down there but yeah. Scilly in particular looks like it's um, tropical like a completely yeah. different place yeah yeah, it's weird isn't it yeah. so these um, sick insects they shouldn't be able to survive in, right. in the UK but down on that side so if you chucked them in Kent they wouldn't survive but if you chucked them on the southwest, the Gulf Stream warms them enough that they don't experience frost as harsh as they would anywhere else around the UK right. now 
there's this one place in particular in St. Moore's where these stick insects have been for a very long time now. Um, so a fella uh, who lived in this like uh, gardens, sort of like um, had his own like Riviera gardens. It was, he created his own like exotic garden. Right. Got and he, he was like, right, I want to stick stuff in here that I really like. So he went over to the Isle of Scilly. He, he realized they had stick insects in this garden center. So we decided to bring some trees and stuff and ferns back to where his place was in St. Moore's in Cornwall. Right. And he stuck them in there. And these stick insects have been there since like the 1940s ever since. So it's like 70 years later or something. Wow. Like 1960s, I can't remember. Um, I suppose they don't have any main predators down there birds I guess I think birds would be the main threat yeah. yeah like a bird just picking them off but it's a stick insect you can't see them they're really right. difficult to spot so uh, we went down there and it's, it's now called Lamoran Gardens right um, it's been like someone bought it 40-50 years ago right. lovely fella um, we were chatting to him and just sort of asking him questions about his like stick insects what are they doing here what's happened this that and the other and one thing I found really interesting while we were talking about it he obviously like bought the place. He'd extended it, created loads of different things. Mm. But he was talking about he's now created his own microclimate down there. So right. this garden and the story he was telling was mad because this garden he's got um, and where it's placed with the Gulf Stream and all that sort of stuff, it, it got to like minus ten um, in that part of Cornwall. Um, he went to this ferry and it was minus ten. Right. He'd left his place. <laughs> Um, in his Riviera gardens, like his big exotic gardens, and it was three degrees. How mad is that? Shorts and t-shirt weather. Honestly, in his garden. Was what is this for tropical. Fahrenheit for our transatlantic views? Because you're doing absolutely this absolutely in- no idea. We do it in the proper one. The proper uh, one. Yeah, Celsius. I think we came up with Fahrenheit, mate. Did we? Yeah, I think oh, so. We changed it for a good reason, though, <laughs> <isn't it>? um, <laughs> so, so I don't like, think we did come up with Fahrenheit. I just, I just said that. Zero's freezing for yeah. anyone that doesn't understand, um, and. Stick insects wouldn't be able to survive in freezing them. Yeah, yeah for yeah. for long. So, um, th- but this garden's a microclimate within itself, mm. and it, it's managed to keep these stick insects alive. And because they're so localized and they don't need like a mate, so they can just sort of pop out eggs on their own, um, and they don't need to travel far for food. They stay in the same spot basically their entire lives. Um, so they've been in this gardens like forever uh, since they've arrived. They've never changed. It's never moved. Anything like that. Yeah. But what I also found was extremely interesting, and I didn't know this until I got there and started talking to this fella. He had a millipede in his garden. Go on. Not known to science. Oh, right. Just a complete... Anomaly. Anomaly. To science. An an, an anomaly, a world anomaly. A world anomaly. Like, never before documented, never before seen. That's crazy, is it? Because of that just weird climate? So I think, and this is he must have got it from somewhere. Exactly. So basically, you can only find this millipede as of like now that we know about in his garden, in this Lamoran <laughs> Gardens in Saint Moors in Cornwall. It's the only place that we know about now. Um, like people went to this garden to like do surveys and like see what was what in the gardens, um, and they went along with a net into some like bark on the floor and like um just sort of try and scoop things up and they found one of these millipedes so they took it they went away they were like can we can we take this and he said yeah they took it away they came back and they were like we, we don't what know what this, this is we've on? asked everybody around the world like millipede enthusiasts and like experts we don't know what this millipede is um so we think it's a first we think it's new to science do you want to name it what did he go for he went for his name 
Um, what so was his name again? His sorry? name's Dudley. His surname is Dudley Cook. So he had like a double barrel. Uh, so his the, this, this stick insect's got like a Latin first name, and then yeah. like a Dudley Cook sort of. I don't know the, the second, but it's a, got a, like a double barrel surname. Yeah. So it's like something Dudley Cookorium or something like that, right? Oh right. How cool is that though? Yeah. Having his name as an animal. That's that. um, Do you know, like it might have just. I don't know, do insects evolve quicker? Because I remember reading ages ago about, like, there's, in Manhattan, there's a certain, like, a couple of blocks where they've got an ant, which is completely unique oh, really? to that area. And they yeah. reckon it's because it's survived off of, like, junk food and, and, you know, rubbish and stuff. And it's sort of evolved to be just, it's just weirdly, there's, like, a Manhattan yeah. ant. Yeah, I don't know, actually. So maybe insects... Yeah, so because I'm not. See, I'm bringing something to the. Do you know what? I am bringing something to the table, aren't I? <laughs> bringing the stories in that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'll tell you, sacking Rachel off. Rachel, if, you, if you're listening, Rachel, don't gone. we need a producer, mate? <laughs> so I don't know about that. Someone with more knowledge listening or watching, please let us know if that's the case. I, I don't. Think, I don't. I, th- I think know. there's. I think there's a unique ant to Manhattan, and if really? there isn't, sack me. So the, the millipede. Go on. Has to have come from somewhere else. It can't. It can't have come from the UK. So basically, this this garden. You got to think about this garden. It's got trees and shrubs and plants from all over the world. And I think what they've sort of like deduced from this is there are millipedes in New Zealand uh, that are, are, are undiscovered essentially because a lot of this stuff has come from New Zealand. And they did like a DNA uh, sample of this millipede, and it was it matched stuff from out there. So they were like, okay, it must be from New Zealand. We've never found it before until we found it in this garden in the UK. That's How so weird strange, that? yeah. So cool, To discover it? something native to New Zealand in the UK for the first time. Yeah, how crazy is that? And obviously he gets to name it as well, and he's put his own name in there, and I think that's amazing. But not only has he got stick insects that shouldn't be in the UK, like, and they've been in his garden ever since, Yeah, they've also got a millipede not known to science that's how mad. weird it's crazy isn't it is but it's crazy. so cool though right that's really cool yeah and obviously I found stick insects and like did a little video but no one cares about that like the no, millipede no, no. you've made stick insects like kind of interesting yeah the, kind of yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. I'm joking <laughs> <laughs> but like I thought it was really sort of like interesting right? no it is like, definitely just, yeah. and, but like one of the things people wouldn't know about it well why would they yeah it's mad cool though isn't it yeah, yeah it's, it's really, really cool it's really cool yeah but for some reason they wouldn't know about it anyway I just wanted to tell that story because I thought it was really interesting that is an um, interesting story because yeah. one of the things I get slagged off for is not being able to bring like interesting I, I mean to be fair knowledge I, I talked about Gigantopithecus and a Yeti and you talked about a bug but you know like <laughs> <laughs> it's also probably not a bug that I'm going to get slated for that <laughs> People will love it though, I no, reckon. Yeah, yeah. I reckon. Hopefully, anyway. No, it's good stuff. We got. Uh, it sounds like you're just trying to promote a YouTube video, but fine. Well, there's a bit of that. Like, <laughs> if you want to see the video, it's on my YouTube channel. Like, you can head over there. Great, that'd yeah, be great. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we, that was a bit of a serious topic we just had, you know, because it's been quite a laugh and a joke, right? Yeah. Well, that I, was quite I, serious. I, I can't tell it? what we're going to do. I've got whiplash from how serious that became. Well, we're going back to the laughs and the jokes. Here okay. We go. So we we've we've decided to. Uh, Oh, is here. this the thing you text me about? Yeah, I've, yeah. I've, I've got notes on that. I've, yeah. got, I've got things You've got here. notes? Yeah, I, I've, I've thought quite a lot about what I want to do here. Well, I'm winging it. So okay. basically, we're going to create the perfect fighting animal. And now we need the audience to decide whose fighting animal is going to be the winner when they fight against each other. Got you. So I'm going to have an animal. Yeah. You're going to have an animal. Yeah. It's not going to be tiger versus elephant. No. So we're going to... What I messaged you was five different things. You said you said you said five 
Yeah. Yeah, five different things. So it's got to have a head, a body, legs, oh, and right, then right, two right, 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 two right. things. No, 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 no. What no, do you mean, no? I have not done that at all. Well, that's you, what I told you to do. You didn't say head and things. No, I did. You just oh, said it's written here. You just John. said you just said five. I've just come up with five different things that my animal has to have. I haven't specified. I haven't gone like, oh, it needs this head and this whatever. Head, body, legs, and then two things you can stick onto it. Like you can stick some arms on no, it. No, well, wings or I've something. not done that. So oh, you're, just gonna have to, you're just going to have to. <laughs> you're just going to have to take my word right. for it. This is, good. Okay. This so is anyway, really perfect fighting animal or just. Mine versus yours. Mine versus yours. And then Scott, yeah. the, the audience can pick who whose animal was the best, mm. whose concoction was the best one. Yeah, right? which one's going to win in a fight? Mine. Which is mine? No. Well. Do, do you have a name for yours? Not yet. I was winging it. Uh, I actually don't have a name for mine. I'm so, glad you said that. Should, should we do it one by one then? How many? So I thought we were doing it with five things. How many things has yours got? I've got five things. I added, got five. A, I added a sick thing onto there, but I'm, I'm, I'm taking it out. I've got oh, five things. We'll hear about it maybe. Though, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So you want to go do one thing first. So what's it going to start with? What's the main like part of your animal? <laughs> what's the main part? Okay, I'm going to start with. I'm going to start with arms. I have kind of gone for the arms here. Right. Okay. You've got arms. I've yeah. Got arms. It's got arms. Mm. Specifically, it's got the arms of a gibbon. Oh. Yeah, you weren't expecting that, were I wasn't you? expecting gibbon. I yeah. would have understood gorilla or chimpanzee, but you've gone gibbon. Yeah, yeah. Basically, a gibbon has got a five-foot arm span, right? Right. Now, if if that was if if we had the equivalent arm span ratios in a human body, like that would make feet. our arm span ten feet seven inches. That's mad, isn't it? To be fair. Yeah, and it helps with speed. Yeah. They can swing through trees quickly. Yeah. But also, like, there's an adage in boxing, which is like, a good big man will always be a good little man. Yeah. And a lot of that is to do with the distance it can keep. So I'm I'm already entering this fight thing with about me trying to keep my distance with gibbon proportion arms. The arms of a gibbon. Gibbon strength, though? Gibbon strength? Relative, relative to its size. Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm, relative okay. to the size of my animal. Well, yeah. I love how we've started this and you've not put a body on it. You've boom, just boom, gone straight for boom, the arms. Boom, boom, so boom, at the minute, boom. all we've got is just arms floating about. Hey, don't be annoyed. I'm just keeping you jabbed at a distance. <laughs> you just can't get close to me right have now. You, can I just ask, have you got elephant anywhere in there? Like, Have you stuck an elephant anything in there? I can't tell you that. Because I feel like elephant's cheating. Why is that? Because it's so strong. It like just wins, doesn't it? Oh, okay. Oh, don't you, know. you said make the best animal. I've got the best animal written down here. Have you put elephant anywhere in there? I've not. I'm not telling you what I've got. Right. In that case, then I'm starting off. I'm having a rhino body. A rhino body. I'm having a rhino body. Armor plating. What are your gibbon arms are gonna do to that? Oh, jab it. It's not even gonna feel. You can't it, mate. get close to me. You're so basic. You know that. What do you mean? Basic. You're the one that's come with elephant. I haven't said anything elephant yet. You leading. So leading the next thing I'm going for. Yeah. Elephant feet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. So we got arms and feet flying about, but nothing La- else. Largest feet in the world, right? Yeah. Now this, you might think is about trying to stomp on you. And there's a little bit of that going on, but yeah. actually elephant feet are quite sensitive. Are you just going for long here? No, that- no, no. They they have this they have the ability because they're so sensitive to detect signals in the ground from as much as 20 miles away. That's pretty mad. So this is preparation, right? Right. I I can So not only when you come over have I got my big old biggest feet in the world to stomp you with, but also because it's so sensitive on the bottom, I can tell when you're coming up to me. I'm prepared. When and I can keep you at a distance with my jabs, but also 
I'm ready for the fight because I've been preparing for it for 20 miles. I actually quite like this because you've come with actual like detailed knowledge on yeah. why no, 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 you've yeah. picked. Because I've just said, yeah, rhino because big. But yeah. you've come out with... No, no, I'm going to... My animal is going to absolutely crush yours. Sounds sounds uh, a bit average so do you know far. That, do you know that they can be up to half a metre big wide, those feet? Uh, up to half a metre. Uh, that is pretty big. That's a big foot. Hey, hey, hey. call back there. Big there we foot. Go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we've got elephant legs. We've got gibbon arms. Um, for my rhino body, what do I want on top of that? Do you know what? For my rhino body, hmm? I'm going to have a grizzly bear's head. Yeah? Yeah. Danger, mate. Grizzly bear's a- head. Absolute danger. The di- what do you mean? <laughs> what are you shaking your head for? I, do you know what? You're coming at this very much bull in a china shop. You're just raging, raging. I'm a thinking man and my animal is a thinking animal. Yeah. I have not got a head as such. I've got a neck. You haven't got a head? I've got the neck of an owl. What? Yeah, because they can turn around. What do you mean? 270 degrees. Right? That, that's no, that is shocking. The neck of an owl. So bad. You, you can't attack me from behind because I can look behind me. You, you come uh, this way. Hang on. Wait, I see you there, mate. Wait, you got the neck. Give an arm. Not the face. Give an arm. A neck. The neck of an owl. What's the head? We, we haven't. You didn't say. You just said come up with five things. So it could not, be human head rule. It's, it's not got a head. It can. It can have a hum, It can have an owl head if you want. Because they've got sharp beaks, but it doesn't have owl eyes because they've got like tubular eyes. It's got like better eyes than that was so what's gonna happen when my grizzly bear head just comes up and goes Arr, and it's not it. gonna come up the oh, owl head's gone you've completely forgotten that i'm preparing for you to come i'm jabbing you away and not only that you can't attack me from behind because i can look crowd i've got a, the neck of an owl <laughs> no. 270 degree vision mate rhino body bear head what yeah they're not working together do they're mean, not working what do you together. mean your owl head and gibbon arms what do you mean Ridiculous. Um, but you know, go on, carry on, crack on, <laughs> crack on. Right. Okay. So I've got, I've got my bit. I've got my body. I've got my head. I want some legs. I've got to think about something that's quite strong. Well, and I can see you put a lot of thought into this. <laughs> I want the, I want the body of a rhino and the head of a bear, man. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> Being aggressive for. Um, right. So I need legs. I'm gonna. I'm. I want something big as well. I want something big. I'm gonna. What's powerful? What's got powerful legs? Mm. Uh. I should have prepared for this. Uh. Right. Okay. So I'm going to have. Go on. Go for a kangaroo. They've got quite a good kick. Hey, that'd be all right, actually. Although I'm looking, I'm imagining a rhino body on tiny little kangaroo legs. You're, no, you're, I want, you're toppling over, mate. So I want, yeah, I want, I want, <laughs> I need something agile, but I need it to be strong as well. So all fours is probably the best way to go about this, oh, isn't hang it? On, then. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm going to have... I don't know why I've become so aggressive about this. It's like we're having the fight. It's like I'm actually ready to fight you. Jaguar legs. Jaguar legs? Jaguar legs. Tiny little jaguar legs and a big rhino body. Right, okay. No, no, it's going to be in proportion. Okay, yeah, of course it's, it is. Because it'll be silly otherwise, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah. Like, so it's obviously going to be... Well, jaguar size maybe. Mm. Um, yeah, possibly. And then, yeah, so obviously he's got the, uh, the bear head, jaguar legs... Rhino body. Basic. No. Yeah, wait till so you... What else you got then? Right. What's in the head? Gibbon arms. Brain. What's uh, in the head, right? Right. But you haven't okay. got a face. It's just... Actually, no. I'm going to change this. I'm going to change this. Do you know why a moose is so dangerous? Why? Do you know why? Do you have any reason? Do you have any understanding why they might be dangerous? Big. They are big. They've got the big horns as well. They're, they're massive, right? Yeah. I was in Jasper last year and... A, nice. 
uh, one of the I was, I was with a lady who was like showing us wildlife yeah. and she was talk, showing us this massive moose and she said one of the reasons why they're so dangerous is because yes they're that big but their brain is tiny it's the size of a walnut she said I googled this she's probably wrong it's more like a tennis ball but if you consider the size of a moose yeah. that is a very small brain now you might be thinking well, why is that a good thing in the ultimate fighting animal? Are you going to put the brain of a moose in there? Yes, I am, because the reason it makes moose so dangerous is because they're erratic and they're wild. They don't even know what they're going to do. They, when they charge and they run, the reason moose are so dangerous is because you cannot predict what they're going to do because they do not know what they're going to do. So in my animal, right. I'm going to put the brain of a moose. It's complete wild card, right? It's prepared for you. It knows you're coming. It can jab you away, but you're not going to be able to fight Hold it on. because it doesn't even no, know what it's going to do. No, because... I think the logic's a bit skewed here. Because no, 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 absolutely come, not. Yeah, it's you come with given arms. You're saying it's gonna, you're gonna jab it. It can. If it hasn't got the brain to do to. it, it's not gonna jab it. If it. And he's saying they've got sensitive feet. He's not gonna understand what the feet are doing, are they? Like, what's no, 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 it's, it's gonna be a little pea brain going on. A moose understands what its foot's doing. It just doesn't know what it's gonna do next, which I think brings the element of surprise to a fight. I just think it's a bit all over the place, to no, be honest. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> right absolutely okay. not alright I'm I'll happy with this yeah, okay. I'm happy with this good so I'm having th- that as a shocker the brain of a moose it's awful that's really bad wild card if I don't know what I'm going to do there's no way you can prepare for it in a fight right I'm having a kangaroo tail mm. that's good isn't it it's alright yeah yeah it is good that yeah, that's pretty good. because it'll stand there and fight yeah. do you know what I mean yeah, they right. use it it's like a, another leg isn't it so not only have I got four legs I've also got a kangaroo tail so as it, it can rock onto its back. Now you gotta think. I'm I've thinking. Got, I've got jaguar legs. Yeah. Ka-ch, ka-ch, powerful. I've got a rhino body, defense, and I've got a grizzly bear's head. All on the back of a kangaroo tail. You think about that in a fight, 1v1, standing up. What's your gibbon arm gonna do to it? Nothing. It's gonna do. It's gonna. First of all, it's gonna surprise you. Pea brain. <laughs> Tennis ball brain, okay. <laughs> What's the last one you got? Right. Go on. You got your last one. You know, throw another weird one out here. Blue whale penis. Are you joking? I'm not joking. You're not joking. I'm not joking. For God's sake. <laughs> what are you going to do with that? Just spend a lot of, about. Spend a lot of time Googling blue whale penis. Uh, <laughs> I'm ready for some... Are you ready for some facts? Yeah, I am, yeah. Eight to ten feet long. Yeah. You're just going to wave it about. 30 centimetres wide when erect. They can... Jesus. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They can... <laughs> when they ejaculate, they can ejaculate up to 29 pints. You're going to drown me in ejaculate. Is that what it is? It's tough and fibrous, so you don't have to worry about it. What? Yeah. Do you know how much... A, do you, guess how much a, a, a blue whale testicle weighs? 10 kilos. 150 pounds. Are you joking? Which is two and a half Dalmatians. What? <laughs> That's mad. Right. Now, the reason... You're thinking to yourself, why are you using a blue whale penis, right? Dominant. No, it's not dominance, oh. although it is, there is going to be an, an element of intimidation there. I'd feel insecure. I once that. heard that a blue whale has the same control over its penis as an elephant has over its trunk. Oh, so you're going to use it as a it's weapon? an extra weapon. You're using it? <laughs> <laughs> an eight to ten foot weapon. And do you know what else? Blue whale penis hides in a blue whale's body in a slit. 
Right. Yeah. So there's a complete element of surprise when all of a sudden, bam! Yeah. Ten feet knob just comes <laughs> flying out. Absolute like that. Oh my god! You hearing yeah. that? You hearing that on the yeah. microphone? That's actually. Do you know you're what? You're going to be absolutely blindsided by that. You're going to be intimidated by the size of the yeah. <laughs> of the phallus, right? Yeah. You're going to be intimidated by the size. You're going to you're, you're immediately going to feel emasculated, and also black eye mate if, uh, yeah and I might least. get drowned as yeah. well by the and then if that's not enough I'll come on you <laughs> <laughs> alright well I actually think that's done quite well in the end Jesus Christ oh god I bet they don't have that on the, on the world times podcast <laughs> <laughs> I'm come on you to win in a fight <laughs> you're not going to have a fight me back I'm not going to the, the, the animal anomalies podcast everyone <laughs> right, I need one more thing then. To, You're not going to top it. No, I, I can't now, can I? Because I thought it was going really well, and he's, he's just going to come on me. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to suggest now. I can't beat that. That's ridiculous. Go on, you must have. Go on, give, give your fifth thing so we can we can do a rundown of. I have levels. absolutely no idea now. I've been throwing such a curveball. I don't even know what I'll to suggest. That one to the end of her. Honestly, purpose. that's outrageous. You come out with that. Um, I don't know. I don't. I, I, genuinely, I might just stick a trunk on it. Just, just, trunk. To, just try and combat it in some way. Do you know what I mean? I think that's what I'm going to do. Is the trunk going to like really undermine the bare mouth? No, because it'll go above. Oh yeah. No. Right. Okay. It? I think yeah. I think you've lost it. Right. So just to just just we'll a rundown, rundown yeah, of my animal. On, the arms of a gibbon. Yeah. Right. First of all, I'm going to be able to move through trees. Rapid, maybe. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, rapid. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, they, that's, they, 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 it helps with their speed through trees, right? Big, big span, in proportion as well. It's going to keep you at distance. I've got the neck of an owl. <laughs> Can see you from behind, right? Yeah. I've got, the, I've got the feet of an elephant. Yeah. So not only am I going to stomp you with half a half a meter if you come close to me, I can tell you're coming from twenty miles away. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I've got the brain of a moose. Erratic, wild card. There's no way you're going to be able to predict how I'm going to fight. You can't prepare for the fight because I don't even know how I'm going to fight. Right? <laughs> or my animal. Yeah. <laughs> and then finally, a blue whale penis. Ten foot of trunk swinging ability that's going to really surprise you because it hides in a slit and just comes out. Yeah. And failing that, I can drown you. <laughs> in whale ejaculate. Right, so mine then is... The rhino body, jaguar legs, uh, a grizzly bear's head with now an elephant trunk and a kangaroo's tail. Let I'm us know in the comment section. That it, trunk is covering that mouth, by the way. I think you've completely undone it with that last one. Like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because that's natural. Just yeah. going to whack it and then rah. Whack it and rah. Whack it and rah. Yeah. Let us know in the comment section whose animal is winning that fight. Because it's uh, that would be a battle for the ages. We're not, they're going to hate us, by the way. Yeah. There's no way. There's no way people are sitting there going, "I can't wait till next week." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if well, you've made it to this point, and if you're saying which animal you prefer, thank you a lot for listening this yeah. long. I guess it's been, yeah. This has been fun. Yeah, as yeah, it has been good. Yeah, fun. I've enjoyed it. Have you enjoyed yeah, it? It's been good. This. Yeah, it's warm in here though. It is a bit hot. Should we go outside? Let's go outside. Right, let's end the podcast. Right. Everyone, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Hopefully, you enjoyed this. John, it was nice to have you on. Nice to meet you. For everyone, uh, I don't know what I'm saying. Do you, do, you, do you want me to wrap it up? <laughs> yeah, go on. You've been watching Animal Anomalies, presented by the Wild Times. Thank you very much for watching. We'll catch you next week. See you later, everyone.